Welcome to Next Half, Best Half, a podcast from Northeast Ohio Boomer Magazine. My name's Marie Elium. I'm editor of Northeast Ohio Boomer Magazine, and Next Half, Best Half is sponsored by Greater Cleveland Volunteers, celebrating 50 years of connecting people to volunteer opportunities. We'll start our podcast after a brief message from our sponsor. Did you know about the benefits you receive when you volunteer? Besides meeting others, doing good in your community, and being productive, there are many health benefits from consistent activity. Reach out to Greater Cleveland Volunteers to learn what's available for you. Call 216-391-9500, extension 2116, and learn more at greatercleveland.volunteers.org. If you're a caregiver or know someone who is, you'll be especially interested in what my guest today has to say. Jennifer Beach has spent more than 25 years working with older adults and their families as they navigate the caregiving maze. And what a maze it is. Most older persons with long-term care needs, 65%, rely exclusively on family and friends to provide assistance. Nearly one in three family caregivers caring for seniors are themselves 65 or older. Most are women. Jennifer Beach established her practice, Advocate for Elders, in Rocky River in 2010. She's a licensed social worker and an advanced aging life care professional. She also is the author of our magazine's Caregiver Corner and has a blog on our website, northeastohioboomer.com. Hi, Jennifer. Thanks for being here. And I'm really excited to dive into this topic of caregiving. Well, hi, Marie. Thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. You're an expert in caregiving. And what is what are what don't people understand about caregiving or caregivers? Well, I think as you started to say in your introduction, we know the numbers are just, you know, growing. In, in 2018, there was 52 million people aged 65 and older. And in 2060, we're looking at 95 million people over the age of 65. You know, and the other thing that we know that is, is a part of this as we, as we grow, we're seeing this increase in Alzheimer's and dementias. And in 2021, there was 6.2 million um, adults with Alzheimer's, and they're predicting in 2050, 12.7 million people with Alzheimer's. So what we have is a lot of people doing caregiving now, and it's just going to continue to grow. And there's a lot of misconceptions about providing care. Somehow, people magically think that um, because it's their spouse or their parent um, or a sibling, that they should know what to do that you know that they've they've managed their house they've had children they've worked they've been successful in many ways and of course they're going to be able to take care of um, their aging adult uh, loved one that has complex medical issues um, and if they have cognitive changes you know there are actually a lot of skills and tools and resources and techniques to help take care of people with such high needs later in life. And people somehow believe that they just should know all of this. Yeah, well, it's so tricky. And I, I think these statistics that we were both uh, 
you know, describing, you know, really drive home the point that if you're not a caregiver yourself, then chances are you know someone who is doing the hard work of caregiving. And I'm sure people do it in varying degrees of success, um, you know, and, and that raises another topic of what, what's successful caregiving. I mean, I, I know I, I have a elderly, uh, elderly neighbors and uh, the spouse has, has some dementia and boy, they're just kind of like a house of cards over there. Mm-hmm. They're, they're holding it together somehow, but you know, they're both in their eighties and I'm not sure how, how successful they're, they're managing this. And, and even on an, and I'm not sure how to support them, you know, on the other hand. So yeah, it's really complicated, I think. It it is complicated. And and that's oftentimes, you know, people will um, not reach out for help. And that's a a problem. And we kind of talk about self-care sort of for not only the caregiver and the care recipient. Everybody's concerned about, you know, the person that has the highest needs, but it's the caregiver um, that is in a very tricky role and it's overwhelming. And we know the effects that are, they're deep and lasting on the caregiver. They're positive and negative. You know, it's, it's wonderful to be able to, and very meaningful and purpose and fulfilling to be able to step in and support and love and help take care of because we feel like we've made that commitment to our spouse, to um, sure, our parents. Sure. But it's also, the reality is, is it disrupts our, our lives, our relationships. Um, it puts pressure and stress. And the reality is that the trajectory of the aging process typically gets more intense over time. And it doesn't go away. And yeah. many people sort of just choose to sort of look the other way and and not deal with it Um, Mm -hmm. and and sort of fumble through each day, which puts themselves in a very dangerous position. Because as we talked about, you know, that that has an effect on the caregiver. We see, you know, that hopelessness, isolation, sleep deprivation, resentment, guilt, addiction, irritability. Uh, Caregivers, you know, often get more infections, are are sick, get the flu, high blood pressure. Mm Um, all because, you know, they're trying solely themselves to manage this situation. So it's, it's really important that as a caregiver, that we recognize that we have to, it's, it's not an option. You have to take care of yourself, just like on an airplane, you know, you, that oxygen mask. Right, 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 right. Yeah. You know, Um, and, and many people don't do that. And what ends up happening is, Sometimes the caregiver and their life ends up shorter than the actual care recipient. Sure, sure. Well, I have a question. I mean, I I've, there's so many branches I want to um, explore with this. But if I'm a caregiver, let's say you're a caregiver, you're listening to this podcast. How do I know I'm in over my head? How do I know I need to call in help or do something different than what I'm doing now? Well, I think if you can, if you really take the time and, and, and are able to look at yourself and say, you know what, I am, I'm, I'm exhausted. 
My temper is, is so short. I'm, I find myself snapping. You know, I just, I, I don't do the things that I used to do. Um, I see myself changing. I'm, I'm losing weight, gaining weight. Um, you know, I, I am, my blood pressure is being affected. I need to deal with, you know, maybe my own medical needs. And I am not because I just don't have time. I can't leave my loved one alone. So it's, it's, yeah. it's recognizing that, you know, as you said, the house of cards is starting to fall. And then what kind of help is out there for caregivers? What, I mean, what, what do you advise a family that is in the thick of it? I mean, they are in it and it, it, the, the, the foundation's crumbling here. What, what happens? What, what do you recommend? So one is that you, you know, you're immediately recognizing, you know, I can't, I can't do it all. And there is a way to broaden your circle and start to say, yes, I I am going to allow other people in. I think people are afraid often to ask for help or to reach, reach out. Um, There's lots of supports and networks um, that people can get involved in and, you know, whether it's in person or you can do it on the computer, you know, there's all kinds of, of groups available. Um, there's also, you know, resources. People sometimes don't want to sort of take this, the, the step and invest a little bit um, into, into getting some support and some direction. And it may be a real value um, to actually do that and say it, it is worth it to bring somebody in to help look at the situation, assess our situation, and help us try to make a plan and figure out how we can safely meet our goal. And if that's to stay at home, or if that is to bring in help, or it is to look at other alternative senior communities. You know, I always say it's the same thing, you know, when when your plumbing breaks, right? And you have no water, you can't eat, and you're, you're, you're stuck. There you are. You don't start opening up books and start to read and figure out how to how to fix it yourself. You call a plumber. And no, you don't want to spend that money. But you know what? Very quickly the plumber comes in with their with their skill set and their knowledge base, right. fixes it, and boom, you you know, you're back in business. So there are resources um, for to, to call in some support. So well, for example, I mean that's what you do for a living. So that you're someone who does that. And then can people also go to their, their, like, are there county agencies? Let's say, let's say people have just no money or very limited budgets. And I'm not implying that you're, what you provide is, 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 you know, too much money or anything, but I mean, what are some other options other than going to someone like you through um, Advocate for Elders? Um, So there is, you know, of course, the area on aging, you know, in your county, in your community, and you can just start to look up. There are senior centers in every community, and those are just starting tap, you know, a, a starting point where they okay. can, you can find out some resources in your community. You can find out where there are some support groups. You know, I know everybody says, oh, I'm not a support group type. I don't want to go and talk right, about it. Right, I hear that all the time from people who are like, oh, I don't, I'm not a joiner. Or else they, you know, I, I know that people are very private. And they it's yes. like their business in their mind. It's like, well, I'm going to take care of my family. I don't 
you know, people don't need to see him like this in this shape, you know, that I think that works against, you know, um, everybody involved, the, the, the client, the person who's being cared for the caregiver. It's just, it's just messy. It gets messy. It, it is messy and it's, it's not easy and there is no one, you know, cure-all solution and it is different for every family dynamic. You know, what's important to one family is not important to another family. Right, but right. It's to be able to recognize that if something doesn't change, you know, it, it's not going to go on very long, right? Because we see that, you know, we if you have that older couple that you're talking about and if it's getting harder for the, the, the wife, if she's the caregiver, to get out to the store, you know, to do the shopping, to, and can't leave him alone. And it's getting harder because it's, it's physically to help him in and out of the, the bed or, and it's recognizing right. and saying, this isn't safe anymore. And that I care and love about, love my spouse or my, my mother enough that even though I know they are not happy about introducing somebody else, I, we 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 respect that, but we also we realize what's in their best interest and what's in my best interest as the care recipient. I can't do it, and if I can't do it, what's going to happen? Sure. Who's going to who's going to be here? So it's just being able to to recognize that you're at a point that you you need to bring in other people in some fashion. You know that's going to work in your situation. All right. I think this is a good time to take a break and hear from our sponsor, Greater Cleveland Volunteers. And we, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about how we can support caregivers and also some basic self-care tips if you're okay. a caregiver. Did you know there are many benefits from volunteering? Not only are you a productive member of society in your community by providing much needed tasks for a nonprofit agency to carry out their mission, but you also benefit as well. Studies show that consistent movement and interactions produce positive brain, heart, and joint results. Plus, let's be honest, it's fun to volunteer and support a group or cause that's important not only to the community, but also to you personally. Lots of things have health benefits, not many are also fun. Not sure what to do? Reach out to Greater Cleveland Volunteers, celebrating 50 years of connecting people to volunteer opportunities. Give us a call at 216-391-9500, extension 2116, or go to our website, greatercleavelandvolunteers.org. Now we're back with Jennifer Beach, our uh, expert on caregiving. Uh, she's has a practice called Advocate for Elders in Rocky River, and she's a licensed social worker and an advanced aging life care professional. And she is also Northeast Ohio Boomer Magazine's uh, Caregiver Corner author and uh, uh, blogger. So she's she knows a ton. She knows a lot about caregiving. So um, we we're going to talk a little bit about how someone can support a caregiver. I mean, is it is it odd to just offer to not babysit, but sit with somebody or um, while the, the caregiver runs errands or gets her nails done or does whatever? Is that, is that ever, is that generally helpful? I mean, that's what I would do if somebody was having a baby or had a baby or had an illness in yes. the family. I mean, is that okay? 
Absolutely. You know, I, I, I have been collecting information, you know, as I talk to caregivers, and I think we all have, you know, whether it's in my professional or in my personal. I mean, I have friends that are taking care of their parents. And, you know, I have friends that have taken care of their spouse. And so I, I've, you know, taken time over the years to ask those caregivers, you know, what is it that, that helps you? What do you feel like you need? How can, how can a friend help you? And, you know, I get very specific answers. And, and a lot of people, you know, their, their world shrinks, right? Because sure, sure. you stop going out like you used to. And if you're a couple, you know, you, you, things change and you have friends that'll, you know, be around for a while, but the long haul, you know, you're there. Right. And oftentimes that caregiver is very isolated and alone. And they'll have people, you know, people will say, call me anytime. Let me know anything you need. I'm here for you. And it's really, it, it's kind of an empty gesture. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, if you're more specific and say, you know, really say to a friend calling up, I'm going to the grocery store. Is there anything okay. I can pick up for you? You know, uh, and then uh, you make a meal and just drop it off. Usually the caregiver is just so overwhelmed. They don't, not really sure even what, what they need or how, how you can help because it just, it seems so big. So when someone says, you know, anything you need, you know, I need everything. So I, that, therefore I ask nothing. So being specific, you know, is, or invite them over to a meal, you know, go on a walk. If you're a neighbor, can they, can they get away for 15 minutes from the house? Like you said, our offer, you know what, can I come over and sit with your spouse for an hour so you can go to church, you can go get your hair done, you can go on a walk, you can just oh, go in okay. the other room if you don't want to leave the house because you don't feel com comfortable, you can just go take a bath, you know, okay. and I'll be down here. So, you know, the more that we can do that's really spe specific for people, and then, you know, if it's somebody that you, you're, you're close with and, you know humor, you know, trying to bring some joy and some, some laughter into somebody's mm. life is, is the, you know, one of the greatest things that you can do. It's just, it helps us. We laugh, we, we release, we start to breathe a little bit, you know, we sort of when we're caregivers and we're in the thick of it, we sort of tend to walk around in this stress state. And we're sure, not really right. I see that. I mean, I can see that with people who are in that position. They are, they're just, they're just wound up. <laughs> I mean, it's stressful to be taking care of someone and to have that responsibility. So one of the greatest things you can do if you have, you know, somebody, a caregiver, you know, that you're comfortable with is, is just listen. It may be the same thing and the caregiver doesn't even want to talk about it because they do it every day and it doesn't, you know, and just really say, what? Well, tell me actually what was your, your day today. It's okay. And let them vent, let them cry, let them just get it out. It's not going to change. You can't change the situation for them, but maybe mm -hmm. just those moments of somebody actually listening to them can be such a great relief to be able to say, mm -hmm. say what you're feeling. That's, that's great advice, Jennifer. And I, our, our time is up actually. So I, that went so quickly. You've got so much great information and I'll, let people know that they can go to your website if they want more information. And what is that? What's your website? It is www.advocate for the number for elders.com. That's advocate for elders.com. 
that'll be a, a good way to start for, for people to get, you know, if they're not sure absolutely where to go. And I want to just conclude, I, I ask all my guests three questions, <laughs> not necessarily, not related to caregiving, but just, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of interesting, but so what are you reading? What are you streaming? And then I have another question. So let's start with what are you reading right now? Well, I'm, I'm actually simultaneously reading two books. Okay. <laughs> One of them is called The Fragile Years by Amy Cameron O'Rourke, a colleague and another uh, aging life care professional that's in Florida, just a dynamic woman. And it's a great book about strategies of, of really caring for that aging loved one. Okay. And, then, and then my other kind of fun one is The Fine Art of Small Talk by Deborah Fine. Oh, that sounds good. It's just a, a little book. I've read it before. I bring it back out, um, especially after sort of COVID these couple of years where yeah. we, these people have been, we, we're more withdrawn, right? We don't sort of converse right. as, as openly. And it's like great little tricks and skills to try to help converse with people and, and get, get the conversation going and keep it going. So mm. it's kind of neat. Nice. I like that. What are you watching or streaming? Are you a... Do you uh, follow anything, or what are you looking forward to streaming? Well, I'm not a big I'm not a big TV person, um, but I am watching Seinfeld because <laughs> I like a little comedy. Yeah, sure, um, sure. You know, that's sort of my my little relaxation uh, before I, I retire for the evening. I can just let my mind and you know I haven't seen it, it's it's running on I don't know Netflix or one of them, and it's. Right. Um, so it's just kind of fun to watch, you know, sort of just a, a light and easy and fun. So what would you tell your 20-year-old self? Oh, hmm, what would I tell my 20-year-old self? Be more adventurous. I, I, I would, I would want to see more and do more. I say travel, and it doesn't mean to foreign lands, even, you know, within our own country and, and sort of doing uh, a lot of, of different things. I was a bit serious, you know, right after college, and mm, I would tell myself to have a little bit more fun and adventure. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Uh, I want to thank our guest, Jennifer Beach, and thank you for listening to Next Half, Best Half. And here's to making your next half your best half. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. I want to thank our guest, and I want to thank our sponsor, Greater Cleveland Volunteers, celebrating 50 years of connecting people to volunteer opportunities.